0: Welcome to the Still Telling It Like It Is program with Apostle Dr. B.J. Baker, Baker J. Baker. And we have been talking about, uh, on our last program, we talked about ministers and high-profile people that commit suicide. And we want to bring some solutions and some answers, some, some uh, alternatives for you, because that is not the only way to get out of your situation. Um we don't want uh, to have to, for you to be a statistic. And we're here to assist you. We're here to help you. And so I'm going to bring my guest on Apostle Dr. Marshall McGee and uh, Prophet Randy McGee. And I know that Marshall is uh, chomping at the bit to get some things out that he's been thinking about. I can tell when he's thinking, it just gets that uh, his, his forehead shines just a little bit more. And so I can tell that, that the brain is working. So go for it, my brother.
1: Yes. Uh, last week, we, we got into some interesting subject matter, uh, more specifically to, to religious leaders or spiritual leaders, uh, because ultimately the goal of us talking about this is to hopefully give some answers and solutions uh, for prevention. Uh, and I think that uh, one of the things, as, as, as I said in our last program, that as spiritual leaders or quote religious meters leaders and even as a police chaplain um I think that we forget sometimes our humanity and I'm not saying we should become and I, what I mean by that I ain't talking about being carnal or or fleshy, but that we're human beings, and God made us human beings, not human doings, and when we get so engaged in what we do versus just being who father said that we are, where we define ourselves, our lives, everything, our world, by what we do or what we've accomplished, then we're setting ourselves up for a great fall and disappointment. And it's kind of like, when you start believing your own hype, (laughs) or your own press, Then again, you're entering into a dangerous zone. And we talked about having healthy relationships that you can be real with. You know, I know in the meeting I was calm, but inside I wanted to jump up and put my hands around their neck. Uh, You can say that to a close friend. Uh, You know, that's why I go see, I joke, I had this little joke. That's why I go to see movies where they're blowing people up. And and it's because it helps me to relax because. I couldn't do that in a natural. I'd be in jail. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding.
0: me and my golf. I get to hit them balls and I pretend like they're different people.
1: You know, it's, it's like it's a release and these are realities that we deny this. Uh, and that doesn't, I'm not a, people that know me, I'm not a mean person. I'm not a vicious person. Uh, yet, when you deal with people and deal with people and deal with people, you need a break from people. And I remember... In December, after the meeting in in, uh, Northern Cal at the uh, Love and Unity Gathering we had, after the meeting, the following week, we went to Monterey with Apostle Cal and Elder D. And one morning, as we were staying uh, in the hotel, we went to breakfast, went to breakfast every morning. And one morning, uh, I think it was Cal and I were just there. and He looked at me. He said, now this Is what a real apostle looks like doing what we're doing right now. We just chilling, you know, we talking, we boys, and we just talking as person to person. We we didn't talk nothing, Harley, spiritual. He said, if you can't relax and do this, then you ain't no real apostle, you ain't no real prophet. Because we live so much in this other place in our minds, because there's an expectation that even God didn't put on us that some leaders have put on themselves. And it's a great setup for the fall and for that kind of thing to happen. And I think that some of the, I kind of wanted to just take a few quick seconds or moments and talk about some of the risk factors, even for that kind of self-centeredness or arrogance or just people that haven't learned to engage and have people in and around their lives that they could be honest with. And that's one thing I can also say, Dr. Baker, I can be honest with you about where I'm at and how I feel because we talk from time to time. And the same thing with Apostle Cal. And I have a a few others, just a a couple, of maybe one or two more people that in my life that I'm able to do that so I don't don't be carrying stuff that ultimately becomes burdens that I can't talk about. Because I'm not going to, you can't stay closed in because you are going to bust you will bust if you don't find an outlet. If it's golf, if it's going to the gym, if it's walking, if it's listening to music, if it's reading a good book, but also in that we must learn to engage with other people. And if you have a life that you isolated and insulated and you feel like you can't trust people, then perhaps there's a greater issue going on in your heart or in your life that you might need some help to deal with because if we can't trust each other and we're father God's representatives, we're in trouble. How are you going to really trust God? But anyway, let me, I just want to give some, some,
0: let me me throw this in there for a moment. Do you know that pastors killing themselves are as high as psychologists and, and, and uh, doctors of psychology and psychologists you know that, and dentists, those are areas that people are, for some reason, they, <clears throat> they actually think how great they are and how uh, they have all the answers and they always have to be on. And so therefore, one of the things of it is, is that they live in the, in the imagination of their mind. And uh, when their mind can't give them an answer, the only thing that they can find is to get rid of that mind.
1: Yes. Yes. And, And some people actually believe that they become more immortalized in death because of a contribution that they made to the world or to society. And these, quote, spiritual people. So this will guarantee, What look at this pride and arrogance and deception. My, by me not being here will guarantee you'll never forget me and what I did. Right. And so that's another major deception. And, and, you know, and I think that leaders may not admit that they may wrestle with that thing from time to time. And so, but I just wanted to put that out there. And so when we look at some of the risk, I kind of want to shift there just for a moment. We'll come back around to some of this, that, that somebody that's at risk for suicide, a spiritual leader, you have to be aware. There's biological reasons, uh, the physical stuff, there's social reasons. And I just want to say this because I just had a, a medical procedure a couple of weeks ago, and it just brought me to a greater awareness, which I don't usually think about those things. I'm good. But just going through that procedure, I thought, man, We Again, I have to go back to this. We don't take care of our bodies well. There's a biological thing that, and and I'm not a doctor, but I know there's chemicals that get released in us that start affecting our mental health. And that could be any spiritual leader, apostle, prophet, whatever. Then our social life. And then how our spiritual beliefs are is some of the things that put those individuals at greater risk for suicide. And if you have a history of that in your family, and I think statistically in the United States, oh god, I just was reading this, I think it's the third leading cause or the fourth, I think it's the third leading cause of death, maybe or something where in there, suicide. Think about that. That's that's even in our area. I think suicide since the COVID, especially during the COVID, have gone up 40%. Because I'm a police chaplain and I had a couple of suicide calls over the last seven to eight months uh, when I've been on duty, two in one day. And you know, the real thing about that, as I went on those calls and sat with those families, trying to help them process, when I got off duty, it took me some days. To process it, because they don't in our you know there was really nobody to debrief with, so I had to process that by myself, and I talked to a few people about it, but it took me a few days just to get past that on a personal level, because these were young persons; these were not old people, and so uh, as spiritual leaders, even the even a family, or if you have a family, if you have children. I think people don't think about the devastation because they're so deceived by the present reality of that trauma. And again, and you can't uh I think Dr. Baker, we can't rule out this issue of mental illness that can, can contribute to depression because we don't always factor that in.
0: Yes. Right. And
1: I just wanted to uh just bring that up again because I think. These are other factors. So you might wonder, how can a spiritual person end up with mental depression? It's easy. You know, how how does that happen? You're supposed to be spiritual. You're supposed to be meditating in the Word. I mean, is it any different from somebody that's spiritual, that loves God and living for God all they know how, and then they get sick and die? Uh, But we'll accept that. Uh, and so there's there's norms, even in the church or the kingdom community, that have to be sometimes adjusted and addressed, hopefully one day, so that people will give at least room to try to understand why a, a quote, spiritual person will commit such an act. And it-
0: you, you, uh, you mentioned something. Just look at the two words. And Randy, I'll open it up for you because you've just been there. <laughs> okay. Um, you said something. You said mental illness. And I've had people, because of my profession, because of uh, being a doctor in psychology, that let me know that there is no place for that in the kingdom, in, in, in Christendom. And I said, no, but maybe not. But it's a place for it in the kingdom of God. Because otherwise he wouldn't have had me do what it is that I do. Uh, you know, we're talking about the mentality of an individual. And any part of your body, any part of your being, any part of your mind that is not that is not healthy. And I mean by healthy by being able to do all of the things, but that's in this world. Anybody that's in this world is prone, is prone to have a mental, emotional, psychological illness. It does not necessarily have to come to the uh, the the the, the uh, uh, to death or to killing yourself. But even when you look in the Bible, you look at Elijah. All of these great highs, you can't stay up there all the time. You know, there's. People that pretend they're up there all the time and being up there all the time. I mean, you look at all the great things that he did. You look at all of these. I mean, you look at the different people in the Bible. You look at Moses. You look at all of them, and there was times that mentally they were not able to do it. This is one of the reasons that I believe that Jesus, as a man in the earth, went by. you said he went out. to He went out in the desert. He went the desert. He called his disciples, but with him, he said, "Let's go, boys." Let's go and hang. Let's just go and hang out. If you don't get that, if that does not happen, and I'm a melancholy in inclusion, I'm a melancholy as far as that kind of thing goes. So I'm not really the social butterfly person, but I realize that I need people. And even as a therapist, as a doctor in psychology, I let people know, wait a minute, I'm dealing with a problem because pride is not going to kill me. It's not going to kill me. That's what leads to, uh, you start to feed on yourself. You start to eat, uh, 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 be eaten from inside. Because all you do is you stick with all of those thoughts that it is that you have. And then what happens is it becomes diseased.
1: Mm, Yeah, I just want to throw this in before Reddy tribes in. When I was a younger preacher and I would do all I would do meetings sometimes they would last two weeks and I would see all kinds of miracles all kinds of things but a week after the meeting I would have the lowest lows and I would you know I will tell you what I would did but I used to drive down one of the main streets in our city this was years ago and I'd just be in the car and I'd just scream like I was losing my mind cuz I had I wasn't going to go get drunk. You know, my religious belief wouldn't let me, you know, my faith belief wouldn't let me do sinful things. But that was the only way I knew how to be released. And I didn't even know that I was actually fell into a state of depression. I didn't know that then. I just knew I hit a low. And I was like, man, this is, I don't like this place. And it just puts you there. And I think that's the reality. And if we as ministers will be honest, and this again But when people put you up so high and they see you a certain way, it is hard unless you got a circle that understands that can help people understand what you are for people to understand. Wait a minute. All that God you got, you just was on top of the mountain. And you mean to tell me you said about the prophet Elijah, he's like, you know, now they want to kill me. And he runs for his life because he was depressed. Uh, in that place that he was in he hit a state of depression and so these are real things that just okay I'm a hush
0: isn't it interesting though he ran for his life and then he said take my life
1: yeah I mean come on uh, uh, the
0: the, the, the uh, uh yeah he ran for his life and then he said take my life is that it does but one of the things of it is is that we have the responsibility one thing i'll throw out there we have the responsibility to not let people put us on the pedestal i let people know quick i ain't your god i don't want to be there with you i don't uh -uh. no 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 you're not going to do this to me that is dangerous to let people Make that I uh, have it so that you're so great. Oh, you always have wisdom, Marshall. You always have this. You always have that. I don't always have nothing. We have to... I mean, you know, we got to be... It's real.
1: the truth. It's the truth.
0: You got to be real with people. You got to stop gotta, it.
1: Yeah. I said I only have wisdom when the spirit of the Lord is on me. When he lifts off of me, my name is Bozo.
0: Yeah, there you go. And... and
1: you know, i
0: I don't always have wisdom. I'm not always that great. So you ain't gonna put that. You ain't gonna put that mess on me. You're not going to put it on me because that is not my coat of many colors. So Mar- uh, uh Randy, go ahead. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> I think that's a key. Uh, a key too is balance. You know, because people don't realize when you have a calling on your life or when you're operating in your gift. You are a different person because now you are God-enhanced. Uh, you know you're in that rim, that rim of the kingdom where you're not identifying with earthly things. You're identifying more with the spiritual things, and so when you come out of that, you are a different person. You are back to your normal human self. And sometimes I think as ministers that we don't know how to deal with that. Um, Dr. Focus on the Family, they took a survey and they said, according to their study, about a quarter of pastors, 23% say they've experienced some kind of mental illness, Uh, where there were 12% said that they received a diagnosis for a mental health condition. And sometimes if we as leaders, if we don't Uh, come face to face with the reality that yes, when I'm in God and I'm operating in the things of God, I am operating in a supernatural ability. But but I also have to learn how to cope with everyday problems, just like everybody else. And what happens, uh, the church does put you on a pedestal. And when you are criticized or when you're dealing with issues, under a normal thing, if you don't get the proper rest, if you don't get the proper um, intake from your peers, other people, you take on so much stress, you take on everybody's problems, you're the answer to everything. And then when, when that all piles up and you haven't dealt with yourself in your rest, your exercise, your own issues, one day you're gonna have a burnout. Mm -hmm. And one day that depression is going to set in and the enemy, because you don't, haven't put yourself around people that can help you, even a husband or wife, you know, we need to listen to our husbands and our wives because they also speak into our life. Mm -hmm. That You know, we can come, we can, we can get, let people put us so high on a pedestal that we become a law unto ourselves, and nobody can tell us otherwise. And that's where the problem is. You know, we have to realize, hey, when I come from under this anointing, I'm back to an everyday average person. And I have to deal with everyday problems like everybody else. And so we need a place and we need to recognize that we have to, you know, we have to go on a convocation or do something to just air out or get in a place where we can just be normal if I could say
1: that you got to be normal. I ran into a group of preachers one Sunday afternoon a few years ago and they were talking about you coming to the meeting tonight and I looked at them and I you know and I said I didn't had enough church today mm-hmm. going through the show
0: you know one of the things is is this been I, I, <laughs> right? there before I, I mean, you know i I find this when we have our deep meetings and stuff it's just like when we have our love and unity uh convergences and stuff. At the end of it, do you notice that I, I mean, I I get silly. I have to do that to blow out some of that stuff. I got, I got my buddy right there, Marshall, that gets silly with me.
1: Okay. And, and. and I thought you were silly all the time. I didn't know you. Really? I thought you were already, I thought you. (laughs) That's a shock to me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> so, sound Spirit is coming on me. Yeah, that,
0: that's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. But I go there. And the reason I go there is because I don't want you to come to me with all these deep things. I do not want it. I'm not gonna allow you to put me in a position into which I am I, I you have to know yourself. You have to be honest with yourself and then honest with God, and then you can be honest with people. I know that I've had enough. I mean, I have had enough, and I know that that um, I know I know me. I know when uh, uh, it's time to quit being deep and wonderful, and now it's just time to be silly. You know, I uh, uh, people say I don't even have a television in my house. I got uh, let me see. I have six of them, I think. I think I got one in all these different rooms, and and it really does it doesn't take away from my spirituality. <laughs> And then yeah. away from any of the things that I do. I know me, and I, we exhort. I mean, we uh, uh, we exhort people. We exhort you ministers. We exhort you men and you women to know who you are and how you are able to unwind. Don't put your. Uh, don't be fearful of who it is that you are. The other part of who it is that you are. You ain't got to be deep and wonderful all the time. Mm-hmm not. And then you fear man that's gonna really see who you are. That is the fear of man. I fear that you're gonna see who I really am. And that is the that's that's uh 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 that's one of the uh um uh th- that's a key to suicide or you know that, that that's yeah. Downfalls. That's one of the things. Uh, you know, that you're gonna you're gonna recognize that I'm not as deep as I thought as you I made you think I was. Go ahead, Marshall. We got yeah, about
1: and things get out of control. And so now you feel like, man, I can't control the situation anymore. And so my only real solution is I just take myself out. Because I, every scenario scenario I've looked at, I don't see a remedy. And I think that for preachers, if you don't have a an outlet if you don't have anybody to talk to, I want to encourage you, ask the Lord to send that right person or persons into your life that you can be transparent with, that you can be real with. Uh, Because if you don't, then you're going to set yourself up for the fall anyway. Mm -hmm. We can be super spiritual. We can call ourselves super holy, super righteous. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, in the nostrils of God, it all stinks. Because right. if they coming from him, it's just the filthy works of flesh. That's and right. we've got to get realistic now about who we are and deserve as particularly as kingdom representatives, so we can avoid these as leaders or or at least help other leaders that might be on the fence that they can feel safe enough to say, You know, I've been waking up in cold sweats because the thoughts keep coming to me about taking myself out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or hurting myself or or, or doing something to someone else to ease this pain that I'm in because I can't get any relief from the pain or from the torment. And this is where, if you're not honest, and see, that's the deception that I'm the leader, I'm spiritual, uh, I'm full of the Holy Ghost, and... I can't tell nobody this. What are they going to think? And you can't care what people think when it comes to getting help. That's right.
0: One of the things of it is is that people decide I'm going to take me out and then I'm going to take my whole family out because I don't want them to be here and to to do what needs to be done. God had me write a book uh, some years ago. It's called Smile, Laugh, and Be Happy, God's Will for You. And I said, why would I write a book? And it's got a lot of silly songs and some other stuff in it. He says, my people are too sad. People don't know how to be happy. They look for the, but they don't know how to be happy. So it's like smile, laugh, and be happy. God's will for you, and that uh, it's back out again. I'll probably release it again at the uh, conference. But one of the things of it is, is it has keys in it. It has keys so that people can look at different things and start to do different things and start to realize. That who you are is who he made you and he placed everything in you to be able to go through the mess that you go through. And you don't take yourself so seriously. I mean, my Lord, Jesus, it's it's uh, um, what we do is serious. What we do is deep. What we do is valuable. But the thing of it is, is that we have to recognize the fact that it's time for us to enjoy some things. We have about uh 50 seconds left. So go ahead and take and take.
1: Okay. I just wanted to say, is there a way, uh, Dr. Baker, for the, the listeners, we've been talking about this for the last several weeks, that we could at least we can be available. I think our information is out there on the screen, or it's gonna be put up there. That if you need to talk to somebody, us, me, Dr. Baker, Randy, our information is there feel free to email us. Please, please. And we will respond. Please. And give us time because we're in meetings and in conference, I'm traveling sometimes. Give us time to respond. I try to respond to people within 24 to 48 hours if I'm really busy. But give us time to respond. But we can say that we will make ourselves available because this is a serious area and you need to be able to feel free that you can. We won't judge you. We won't judge, but we will listen. We're out of time. be ejected. Oh, my God.
0: uh, We we want to be available to you. Uh, This is Apostle uh, Marshall and Prophet Randy and Dr. Baker herself. We are available to you. You are not alone. Remember that. All of our information is there. And I'll be back next week when I'm here still telling it like it is. Thank you so much for being my guest for all of these weeks. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: Thank you for having us. Bye-bye, everybody.